Hello, everybody. Hello, unicorns. Welcome to another exciting episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host, Hannah Brown. And today, it's just me, sick as a dog. You guys, I was thinking about this as I got really sick. And yeah. Do you guys remember how like in college or even high school, there was always that one person during your final that would be like... And I'm like, blow your fucking nose or leave the room. And they would just like ruin your concentration and like ruin your final for you. I am that person right now. I am that disgusting person going around, sniffling, bringing my own giant box of Kleenex wherever I go, coughing. And like, I know you all hate me. And everyone's like, ew, don't get me sick. And it like sucks. Like, I feel like a pariah. I was in class yesterday and I came in like at death's door, but I couldn't get my money back if I missed class. So I found out later I could have made it up, but I didn't know that at the time. And people literally like scooted away from me and they were like, get away from me. Like mean, like third grade bullshit. And I was like, whoa. And I should have just like turned to these people and like coughed on them like a witch, like putting a spell on somebody. But I was just like, sorry. And then I felt deeply insecure the rest of the day. And like Los Angeles is the most lonely city on the entire planet. Isn't that fun? So fun. So then I went home and couldn't figure out what to watch. I realized this. Like when you're sick, it's so great because you have like this excuse to just like finally watch whatever whatever you've wanted to watch and been too busy to watch. And then I realized I didn't know what to watch. So I watched the one episode of Black Mirror called Archangel. If you've never seen this one, it's like pretty fucked up, but like pretty good. It's pretty fucked up. This mom like puts a device in her daughter's head um, so that anything like bad in the world is just like fuzzy and like she can't see what's going on. It's like to protect her. But eventually, as you might have predicted, it backfires it's a good episode. I was happy I finally watched it. And then I just like couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure out what to watch. And then I watched Alyssa Edwards' new Netflix series. What's it called? Like Dancing Queen? Fuck, I should know this. I love Alyssa Edwards. Her and Shangela are two of my biggest inspirations in this world. Um, and it's great. It's like Dance Moms, but with Alyssa Edwards. So that much better. Um, there's this amazing little girl in the first episode. I'm only like two episodes in because I kept falling asleep. There's this little girl named Athena and she has like freckles and like frizzy hair and like a little belly. And she's like technically like not that good at all, but she like feels herself the entire time. And she's just like doing the most. And Alyssa like loves her. She's like, Athena! And Athena's like, you know, when I hear a song, I just want to know what what is she thinking? What like what is inside that person? And then Alyssa's like, where'd you learn that from? And she's like, I just learned it in my class. And Alyssa's like, Athena! And she doesn't put her on the touring dance team, spoiler alert, but apparently later in the season, Athena gets her moment of redemption, which I'm excited for that. Um, what else can I talk about today? So Misha Barton's going to be on the hills this is really crazy given that the OC is what inspired Laguna Beach, which inspired the hills. Like, this is like, what? Like, super meta. Um, it was really sad when Misha revealed it because it was just this sort of, like, ratchet video in her car. Like, 
by herself, like, welcome to the, what did she say? Welcome to the hills, bitch. And her face is, like, kind of, like, puffy and bloated from all the drug use. And it's like you're quoting the OC when Luke is like, welcome to the OC, bitch. But, like, it's just, you know that, like, that was her 10th take at that video, and that was the best one she got. And, like, she couldn't even get out of her car. Like, she probably forgot she had to reveal it that day. I'm just really interested to see what she brings to the table. Also, though, like, the cast is kind of a TBD, in my opinion, because so far we have Stephanie Pratt and her new face. We have Adrena and her new top lip, which I still think was the best decision she's ever made. We have Brody Jenner, Spencer, and Heidi, I think. But, like... We don't have Kristen and we don't have Lauren. Now, I don't like Lauren Conrad. I think she seems like kind of a bitch. That being said, if HelloFresh ever wanted to sponsor this podcast, I would gladly make those meals and talk about how delicious Lauren Conrad's Parmesan-crusted cod fillets are. That actually sounds disgusting, but you know what I mean. Um, But Kristen was great television. And without that beacon of glamour, beauty, and hope... I don't know that I'm really going to be as invested as I otherwise would have been. No, am I still going to watch? A thousand percent. Am I going to like it as much as I would if Kristen were there? No. Okay, here's something that I need to complain about. A few times in the last few weeks, I've had terrible Uber drivers, terrible Uber drivers, turn around and go, give me five stars, give me five stars. Like they'll take out a little piece of paper and like point to the stars or they'll be like, five stars, five stars. And I'm like, you guys, that was the shittiest ride of my life. Like you were late. You didn't know if it was a pool or not. You didn't know where we were going. You didn't know what my name was. I was standing around waiting. I tried to cancel and then was matched with you again. Like just disastrous Uber drivers. And then they're like, but give me five stars. How about I'll give you five stars when you give me a five-star experience? And I'm, I really give out five-star Uber ratings like they're candy, but when it is like a god-awful Uber ride, the fact that you have the audacity to ask me for extra stars just bothers me. It comes off as entitlement. And I'm saying this because I'm a server. I am in the service industry. I don't think I always deserve 20%. When I get 20% and my service wasn't that good, I'm like, I didn't deserve that, but thank you. But nine times out of 10, I really try to give an experience that will earn me the pay that I think I deserve. If I do a shit job, I'm not going to be like, hey, 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 give me 20%, okay? 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 Fuck no. At that point, my tip is in your hands. So any Uber drivers listening, don't like solicit me for a rating because it's only going to turn me off. Okay, so I'm thinking about dyeing my hair red. Not like a star is born red, like sort of a like an auburn, like warm, brassy, reddish brown. I've done this before. I have people with mixed opinions. Some people are like, do it, you'll book so much. And other people are like, no, like don't change yourself. I am like very much trying to figure out what the fuck my brand is. And I feel like I know it pretty well, but as an actor, it's like, I don't fucking no. I tried to take new headshots the other day and my face looks like Simon Birch no matter what I do. It's just like kind of like like tired and like I'm going to sound offensive now. I'm not going to try and explain why I look like Simon Birch. I'll just let you picture it. 
I just don't feel like I'm bringing myself to the table. Like, I feel like I'm so much more fierce as a podcast host than I am, than I am as an actor. And I really don't know how to reconcile with that. So this is me putting my heart on the line and being like, oh, this is hard. But I'm like, maybe if I dye my hair red, then I'll sort of feel like someone else and therefore feel more like me and therefore feel more confident. You know? It's kind of like when Carrie dyes her hair brown after big fucks her over for the 50 millionth time. Although we all know Carrie was better as a blonde. So now here I am. Do I do it or not? Anyways, DM me. Let me know. I really am just trying to navigate this crazy town and feel like I have business being here. Like, I know I have business being here. Let's not get it twisted. But, you know, this is one of those weeks where just my confidence has been checked and wrecked and checked and wrecked. Okay, so speaking of A Star is Born Red, as, as far as like the color of my hair, <laughs> A Star is Born was great. I'm still pretty emotionally wrecked by it. There were some choices I didn't really understand. I thought Bradley Cooper did a very brilliant Jeff Bridges impression for two hours. Um, I didn't want to take another look at you. Like, wow, I love Jeff Bridges in The Giver. It's really good. He did a great Jeff Bridges impression. I'm just saying he didn't pull that character out of the ether. He just copied Jeff Bridges and everything. Lady Gaga was a revelation. I've been a monster from for a very long time, pretty much since day one. It took me until like after her paparazzi VMAs performance to really get on board. Once Bad Romance came out, I was like, okay, I'm here for her. Um, and then Born This Way just took my Gaga obsession to like another level. So obviously seeing her sparkle and shine in this movie was beyond. And the soundtrack is basically like a new Lady Gaga album, which I always am in need of. Art pop, I loved art pop. People call it, call it art flop. They're wrong. Gypsy, beautiful song. G-U-Y, hell yeah. Have you seen the music video? Andy Cohen's in it. And Carlton, one of my favorite Real Housewives of Beverly Hills of all time. And Kim Richards. And Kyle. And Lisa. It's a great video. Also... Um, Sex Dreams, great song. Sorry, I'm like not speaking in like linear thoughts. I don't think I ever do, but specifically now because I'm sick and very distracted, I'm just like kind of all over the place, so bear with me. But anyways, I love Lady Gaga. Listen to the album Art Pop if you never have before and give it a fucking chance. The only thing about Lady Gaga and A Star Is Born that I wasn't the biggest fan of was her Botox. I thought it was quite frankly, very distracting, and it took me out of her performance. I have a lot of friends who are just as big of Gaga heads as I am who are like, I didn't even notice it. And I'm like, you didn't notice? She's singing a banger. She's singing shallow. And her lips are like sticking out and her forehead doesn't move. Like she can only express emotion through like the size of her eyes and like the small raise of the eyebrows she can do. It just like was distracting. Um... That being said, I still think she's a genius. Let's not get defensive here. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I wish she didn't have as much Botox because I think she's stunning the way she is. And I want to see her fucking face move. Like, I'm supposed to believe that you're a server who was plucked out of obscurity, but you have a full face of fillers? Full face of fillers. That was a good alliteration. I just didn't, I didn't buy it. I also didn't understand her costuming as Allie. I thought it was 
a disaster. I thought it was a nightmare on Elm Street. It was like the stripe and the ruffle and the polka dots and the red and the cat eye and it, the bodysuit. I, I think it was because it was supposed to be larger than life and just like ridiculous and like the largest departure from Allie we could have gotten. That being said, it was distracting how hideous her outfits were. Again, because Gaga is literally a blank canvas for haute couture 365 days a year and she's supposed to be a star and that's the best you could do? That's the best you could do? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Back to the drawing board on that one. That being said, the soundtrack is genius. Here are my favorite songs. Um, in order. And I'm going to get some flack for this, but what else is new? Number one, Hair Body Face. You guys, I know that's one of Allie's like dumb pop songs, but that song takes me back to my Chicago days, going to musical Mondays, strutting my stuff at Scarlet, like drunk and feeling myself and like voguing. That's what Hair Body Face does for me. And it also brings me back to like pre-gaming in college to Lady Gaga and like getting ready and doing my makeup on the floor, which I still do, by the way. And I'm really trying to like grow the fuck up and get my vanity like put together. Next, look what I found. Ah, sweet little homage to Carol King. It is romantic. It is sweet. Puts you in a good mood. It's like, you know how this is totally random, but do you guys remember like anytime you've ever learned like choreography, the teacher, the dance teacher never knows the words to the song. They're like, and it's on a da-da-da-da, what the fuck? Like, they just make sounds. And I'm like, you've heard this song more than all of us. You choreograph the dance, and you don't know whether the lyric is, like, out or in. It's like, and da-da, out. And you're like, you said the wrong lyric. And then you're trying to follow along, and it's like, just make sounds. That's easier. I always thought that was funny. But I'm not a dancer, so I don't know. I don't know the plight of a choreographer. Okay, so yeah, Look What I Found is amazing. It's a very close tie for that and Hair Body Face. And then the third one is, God, I'm going to get so much shit for this, you guys. I'm scared. Another stupid alley song, and I love it. It's so catchy. I think because right now I'm in more of like a, pop music state of mind and it all like ebbs and flows like in the winter I tend to enjoy like either like 90s grunge music or like the Smiths and New Order or like more of like an alternative angsty vibe um but right now I'm really into pop music so like I've been listening to the Madonna Immaculate Collection a lot which I've been obsessed with since sixth grade shout out to Anna Silverstein my best friend who turned me on to it um so the Alley songs have been giving me what I need. There's That's not to say that that won't change at some point. That's what I love about, like, amazing soundtracks. It's like when I first listened to Wicked. At first, Popular was my favorite. Then I went through a phase where, like, um, No Good Deed was my favorite. And that is, like, the most depressing fucked up song in the entire album. She's like, no good deed goes unpunished. And she's, like, angsty and upset and lonely. And I'm like, totally same, alphabet same. So I feel like this soundtrack, I'll have an ebb and a flow to it where like a few months from now, I'll be like, oh, Bradley Cooper songs are my favorite. Just kidding. It'll always be the Gaga songs that are my favorite, but it's which Gaga songs that will change. 
That was a great movie, though. Go see it. I saw it with my boyfriend, and he cried three times, which, like, literally was the cutest thing in the world. But because of that, I felt like I had to keep my shit together. Like, I wasn't going to just let... I had to, like, be strong for my boob. And so I couldn't cry, so I want to go back alone and have, like, a cathartic cry the way I need to. All right, couple orders of business left. Sorry, this episode is short and dumb. There's going to be a Charmed reboot. Do we need one? I don't think so. They're redoing Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but they're making it like spooky and like satanic. Not interested. And they're redoing Charmed. Not interested. I will say, I watched Charmed as it aired with my mom when I was in second grade. It was like our our mommy-daughter show. Piper was my fave. Piper got shit on a lot. And I just want to say, Holly Marie Combs, if you're listening... I loved you and your performance. Once they killed off Prue, spoiler alert, they killed off Prue because um, Shannon Doherty was supposedly like really hard to work with. Get it together. It's like they still stuck it out with Kim Cattrall. Like keep her on the show for the good of the show. They killed her off and then they brought on Rose McGowan. And from there I thought it was a steady decline. Um, So now they're making a new one. I just, I'm going to miss the shitty special effects. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss the fact that they seemed a lot older than me and I thought they were really cool and like aspirational. Like I'm not interested in people my age being, being those characters because I'm not going to look up to them in the same way. Does that make sense? I hope that my socks are knocked right off. Okay. Truly. But I'll believe it when it happens. Let's just say that. Is there anything else I'm forgetting Not really. Um, Next week's episode is a TBD, if I'm being honest, but I'm trying to do some fun Halloween stuff because Halloween is coming up, and I love Halloween. So if you have any ideas of what you'd like me to talk about that's Halloween-related or a guest you'd like to have me discuss it with, just holla at your girl. Um, Please, please, if you haven't done it yet, head to iTunes, give us a rating, Subscribe if you don't. Um, The ratings and the reviews really, really help, and I am trying to get this bad boy off the ground in an even bigger way. So all of you who listen, thank you so much. Um, Follow me on Instagram if you don't yet, and Twitter at Hannah A. Brown, H-A-N-N-A-H-A-B-R-O-W-N. And email me at browneyedunicorn at gmail.com if you have any other ideas. I would love to hear them. All right, love you guys. Wish me luck on this lonely, sick journey I'm on, and I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.